Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24:15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. world and thank you for tuning in we're continuing with our series called hear see and touch let me read to you first john chapter 1 verses 1 through 4 that which was from the beginning which we have heard which we have seen with our eyes which we have looked upon and our hands have handled concerning the word of life the life was manifested and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life which was with the father and was manifested to us that which we have seen and heard we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the father and with his son jesus christ and these things we write to you that your joy may be full as we discussed yesterday, this word word is the Greek word logos, L-O-G-O-S, the word of life. It means report, sayings, conversation, speech. It's a reference to the content of God's revelation and as a verbal echo of the use of the verb's meaning to speak, as in Genesis chapter 1 when it says, then God said. We could call it the sayings of God. The word of life is the sayings of God. And this word life is the Greek word zoe, meaning life in the absolute sense, life as God has it, that which the Father has in himself, and which he gave to the incarnate Son to have in himself eternal life. The Apostle John actually heard, saw, and touched the word of life, Jesus Christ in the flesh. He's telling us we too can experience this same fellowship with him today. We have discussed how we can hear him and see him in different ways. But personally, I'm challenged with this encouragement of touching him. Jesus touched hundreds of people as he healed the sick and made the blind to see. But how many actually touched him? When Jesus appeared to Thomas, he said, Reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. That's referencing John chapter 20, verse 27. Well, Thomas did not touch him, but answered, My Lord and my God. We call him Doubting Thomas, but that title is truly no longer valid. When the woman with the issue of blood received her healing, Jesus turned around and said, Who touched me? That's referencing Luke chapter 8, verse 44. Jesus did not touch her. She touched him. In all actuality, she only touched his clothes. But it was a special touch. It was the touch of faith. Yes, there are several ways to hear him and see him. However, it's the touch of faith that brings our fellowship so close that his resurrection power manifests in deliverance and healing. 
Luke chapter 8 and verse 46, it says, But Jesus said, Somebody touched me, for I perceived power going out from me. Well, many people touched Jesus that day, but this woman, she touched Jesus. Hearing him, seeing him, and touching him, it's true fellowship. The infinite life of God himself. It's called communion with the Father and his Son, Jesus Christ, through the power of his Spirit. And this can be done. It was why we were created. How often do we stop to hear, see, and touch him, to fellowship with him, that our joy may be full? Does it happen automatically? Is it only when times are tough? Do we need to schedule it? This life, this word of life, Jesus Christ himself is available within the pages of a book. It's called the Bible. It's the book of life. Its words are God himself. It's him speaking. It's his will. He is also within us, in our hearts, as Ephesians 3.17 says, and available to all who believe. John 17.21-26 through 26, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you gave me I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Hear, see, and touch. It's communion with the Father and His Son through the power of His Spirit. Our first priority should be our personal relationship with Him. It's what He desires. It's all about fellowship. First John chapter 1, verse 1, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our own eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled concerning the word of life. And in 1 John chapter 1, verses 3, the first part says, And truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And truly, what does and truly mean? Of all the fellowship we could possibly have, the one relationship that truly matters more than any other, one truly better than any mother or father, one truly more meaningful and rewarding than a sister or brother, grandmother, grandfather, cousin, best friend, our children, and even our spouse, the one that truly represents all time and eternity is our relationship with God himself, a personal relationship with God, the one who created you. This is the pinnacle of Christianity. It is not a religion, but a relationship. That may seem foreign to many, but let me explain. When I say religion, I'm speaking of a belief system that says your relationship with God is based upon your works. You have to do this, do that, then do this, and then do that, and you might have earned enough brownie points to have a few sins removed. A relationship has nothing to do with earned points from works. Relationship speaks of a connection by creation, by birth, by marriage, by love, or by faith. Of all creation, the earth, moon, stars, and the universe— of all the mountains, seas, plains, and coastlines, of all the plants, trees, insects, and minerals, of all the animals, fish, birds, and even angels, there's only one created in his image. There's only one with the ability to create, design, speak, love, pray, and worship. There is only one that can understand good and evil, right and wrong, and it's man, 
Why? For fellowship. Fellowship with the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. And truly. Yeah. And it precedes the word it stresses. It's stressing the fact. And truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. 1 John chapter 1, verse 3, in the first part, says, That which we have seen and heard, we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly. John is stating that even though we may have a relationship with each other, truly, without a personal relationship with God, our relationship with each other will be limited. Why? Because he is the God of righteousness and justice. The more we know him, the more we will be successful in our relationship with others. Are you having relationship problems with your spouse? The closer you both get to the Lord, the more successful your marriage will be. Are you having relationship problems with your children or youth? The more everyone gets closer to the Lord, the more successful your family will be. Our relationship with God, which is vertical, is critical for successful relationships with others, which is horizontal. And truly, or and in fact, relationship always takes time. Do you have a few minutes? And truly, hear, see, and touch him. How about right now? Let me read 1 John chapter 1, verses 1 through 4 in the message version. I love how it states it. It says, from the very first day, we were there, taking it all in. We heard it with our own ears, saw it with our own eyes, verified it with our own hands. The word of life appeared right before our eyes. We saw it happen. And now we're telling you in most sober prose that what we witnessed was incredibly this. The infinite life of God himself took shape before us. We saw it. We heard it. And now we're telling you, so you can experience it along with us, this experience of communion with the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. Our motive for writing is simply this. We want you to enjoy this too. Your joy will double our joy. Wow, to hear the Lord, to see the Lord, and to touch the Lord. It's all possible. John told us that he did it in the natural while Jesus was here. But he's telling us all that it can be done in the spirit right now through communion with the Father and his Son. It's just as available to us now as it was to him then. But remember, as Elijah went to the mountain, the mountain that Moses had heard from God, the Mount of Horeb, also known as Mount Sinai, Elijah needed a word from God. But there was a lot of noise going on. There was a lot of wind. There was an earthquake. And there was a fire. But God's voice wasn't in the wind, the earthquake, or the fire. So he needed to put his mantle over his head to get away from the loud noise. And God spoke to him in a still small voice. Do you need to get away from the noise of the world, the winds, the earthquakes, and the fires? Maybe we need to put a blanket over our head so we can still the noise of the world and hear God. Remember, there's two ways to hear from God. Read the Bible. We should do it every day, one, two, three, or more chapters. But most importantly, even as we read, we need to find a quiet place where we can block out all the noise and the busyness of life. We should be spending some time in prayer and listening. Sometimes we can do it five minutes, maybe ten minutes, maybe a half an hour. Maybe we can get away for a whole day or a few days. But as I said before, remember to take a pen and paper because we may need to write down what we hear from the Lord. I believe God wants us to hear him. 
I believe God wants us to see him. I believe God wants us to touch him. Hearing comes by the word. Seeing comes through the eyes of faith. And touching him comes from the touch of faith. Standing on his word and saying yes, all the promises of God are yes and amen. And as we remind him of the word of God, we remind him of his promises. He loves that. God says in Isaiah 118, come now and let us reason together. And then in Isaiah 43, 26, he says, put me in remembrance. Let us contend together. State your case that you may be acquitted. The Message Bible says it this way. So make your case against me. Let's have this out. Make your arguments. Prove you're in the right. And then in John 15, 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Yes, knowing God's word and speaking words of faith is hearing, seeing, and touching God. And all this was written so we can have true fellowship with the Lord. Tune in tomorrow, same time, same channel. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is The Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's The Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.